following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Wednesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can follow everything about high school sports 24-7 at MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. Wednesdays on the Huge Show are presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. We are back live, hour number two on the only syndicated afternoon statewide sports radio show, 19 stations strong. For the one close to you, go to the show.net. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. I was telling him, I'm not sure, because Thanksgiving is coming fast at us. If I have my kids or don't have my kids, I'll have to check. And he goes, well, would you like to come celebrate Thanksgiving at the Hayes Farm? And I said, could you forward me or have your mom text me a proposed menu? He looked at me like, that's rude. This fall is just flying by. Between the Mel Tucker story and this with Harbaugh, which twists and turns every couple of hours, the national media seems to be pivoting away from the Harbaugh witch hunt. All reports are saying that the NCAA won't act. Well, they're not going to act for a while. The Big Ten won't act today, possibly tomorrow, maybe Friday, because then you want a court injunction, but they're probably Michigan's ready. And I think emergency-wise, I think sometimes judges will come in and sign things on an emergency basis. It's just ugly for the Big Ten. And Tony Petiti, the Big Ten commissioner, already the worst Big Ten commissioner ever. Ever. Warren didn't handle COVID well. And I think it's part of the reason why he got pushed out after they got their TV deal done. Petiti's a TV guy. Michigan, Ohio State, your two biggest properties right now are involved in a daily, if not hourly, updated soap opera connected to sign-stealing or illegal scouting. Your two biggest TV draws, Tony Petiti. Two biggest TV draws. You got Purdue involved. You got Rutgers, Shiano. Oh, I'm ticked off. I have to talk about it. Hey, Greg, what about railing on Harbaugh with the commish a week ago? The hypocrites and the way they can just flip with the wind. Shiano is a dog. Ryan Day is a dog. Purdue and Brown are dogs. If Harbaugh knew of what Connor Stallions did, then he's a dog. But the more this story comes to life about Connor Stallions, this guy is a Netflix 14-part series already in the making vacuum salesman LLCs and Montana tried to connect Blake Corum maybe he just threw out names to get investors that hey you know what I'm a Michigan coach I'm connected Blake Corum denied it had to grab an attorney people now are digging on Connor Stallions he had an HOA homeowners association beef and he blamed it on a Michigan State fan <laughs> 
It's almost like I want to watch the Kardashians and say, that's normal. We do have our Honolulu Blue, which is a blue raspberry lemonade vodka drink to honor the Honolulu Blue and Silver. It's served up by Coppercraft Distillery. It's available local bars, restaurants, pubs, and stores all across Michigan for those 21 and up. Question of the day. Will the Big Ten do anything? I'm asking you. I don't think they are. I think they're going to back off. If not, it is it is the end of the Big Ten. It will. It could blow up the conference. It's crazy. What if Michigan went and told the SEC, we want to join your conference? <laughs> I bet Paul Feinbaum would like that. So you can answer that huge question of the day, 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. That's on the Mercantile Bank listener line, at HUGE Show on Twitter, The HUGE Show on Facebook. I think Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com, another one of our Michigan insiders is standing by. Tim May from Columbus, Ohio, one of the better Buckeye insiders, said he would come on, but he asked Superfly, if only if Bill promises not to yell at me. And I, I told Superfly in a reply text, tell him only before he comes on and after he comes on will I yell. Uh, Clayton Safey, no reason to yell at him from the Wolverine.com. Clayton, can you believe Shiano? I'm ticked off. I have to talk about it when he's one of the guys who started this. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Um, you know, the report comes out yesterday that Rutgers and Ohio State colluded and gave Purdue signals of Michigan's, which Dan Wessel, I thought, wrote a great column this morning over on Yahoo Sports saying, well, if that's not advanced scouting, in-person scouting, then I don't know what is. And obviously Rutgers played Michigan before Ohio State did, so guessing they had some collusion for that game as well. Um, it, the hypocrisy of, of a lot of people involved from reporters nationally to Um, You know, these different coaches who are talking anonymously to news organizations but get quote-unquote ticked off when they get asked about it now that they're accused at their own press conferences. um, It's it's pretty – I don't even want to say stunning at this point because nothing is is stunning me right now, but it's hypocritical uh, for Greg Schiano, obviously. And he says, yeah, I want to focus only on Iowa. We got Iowa this week. They're a good team and whatever. Well, don't don't you think Jim Harbaugh would like to focus right now just on Penn State? It's a top 10 matchup they have this weekend, but certainly, uh, you know, he's preparing if he has to, to literally go to court this week so that he can coach on Saturday and coach the rest of the season because the Big Ten may forego due process and punish Michigan preemptively. So the whole thing's crazy. And, you know, I think that it's opening that can of worms that we've talked about over the last week or so where, okay, if this is going to be what's going to happen now, this is going to be the precedent for the Big Ten, then if you're accused, you know, what happens to you? And, uh, and we're seeing that and just in the last couple of minutes, two huge uh, Michigan lawmakers, 11 in the uh, Michigan legislation, penned a letter to Big Ten Commissioner Tony Petiti requesting that he gives Michigan due process. So there's a lot of pushback, feels like, in the last 24 hours from people saying, hey, you may not want to go down this road, Tony, uh, because it could get kind of messy. Well, you go back to when they sent their notice, which was, what, Monday afternoon, I think, correct? Yeah, it was 48 hours. I believe so. Yeah, so since Monday, with the, the Rutgers-Ohio State-Purdue collusion with their coaches and the play charts that were published by Sports Illustrated, 
when you look at Ross Dellinger on Monday saying that the NCAA source told him there has been no connection made uh, from Connor Stallions to Harbaugh. Now, now you roll in state lawmakers. You're getting RG3. You're getting Dan Wetzel, uh, Brett McMurphy, some trying to maintain some journalistic integrity. I And again, I threw out our Honolulu Blue huge question of the day. I, I don't think, you know, what will the punishment be, if any? I, the Big Ten has to back down on this. They have to. They you have think to. So. Yeah, you, you would think so. It, it feels like it's trending more in that direction. Um, but, you know, there, there are egos at play here, too. I mean, it's Tony Petiti, who already gave Michigan notice, like you said, a couple days ago of potential punishment. Now, that doesn't mean punishment's going to come, but they gave Michigan notice, and then Michigan had about 48 hours to respond. That 48 hours is almost up, and then the Big Ten will make their determination. We're told Thursday, tomorrow, if anything happens. So we'll know one way or the other. And then if they do punish, and let's say they suspend Jim Harbaugh, then Michigan will go to court almost immediately um, and, and get this injunction filed. And Michigan's hoping that gets granted so he can continue to coach. But, yeah, it, it feels like with some of the you know court of public opinion, which, by the way, seems to be – what is uh, what is influencing Tony Petiti quite a bit, you know, from coaches and, and athletic directors and presidents to even the general public, you know, some in the media. Last week when there was all this momentum to punish Michigan, it seems like the momentum's going in the other way now. Even some people on ESPN flipping their opinions. Um, and, and obviously the columns we talked about from some of these guys who really cover it, you know, they cover all these NCAA cases. They're not, you know, stationed here in Ann Arbor. So, it's you know, I understand to an extent when people – can take things for a grain of salt when you're looking at partisan lines, but these are, you know, people that are, uh, you know, unbiased in this, like Dan Wetzel, who does a great job. And I feel like it's starting to turn, you know, the tide's starting to turn in the other direction. And maybe some of these schools that are accused, maybe they will uh, take the foot off the gas a little bit when it comes to pressure, because they don't want the same thing to happen to them for Tony Petiti to step in and do something to them. But it's just amazing too, that if you think of the SEC, and, and what the action would be. I mean, could you imagine the SEC commissioner, Greg Sankey, stepping in and punishing one of his own schools that's, you know, not only just any school, but one that's contending for the national championship uh, when the NCAA is saying, hey, we got to let this play out? Um, you just couldn't imagine it. So it would be a you know, pretty tough first step, in my opinion, for Tony Petiti as the commissioner. He's only been here a few months and, uh, you know, he's thrown into the fire, certainly, with a tough situation. But, um, you know, I think – Cooler heads should probably prevail on this one. If he goes ahead with the Harbaugh punishment, I'll say, and he doesn't send out a letter of notice about the sportsmanship rule broken by Purdue, Ohio State, or Penn State, or excuse me, Purdue, Ohio State, or Rutgers. Not like I want to accuse Franklin of anything, but we'll go with the Sports Illustrated story with the detailed uh, play call sheets. Uh, Where is that notice sent out today? Uh, You're not going to disrupt their game weeks in uh, Shiano's Ticked off. Uh, the hypocrisy is just in. Bill Self gets a lifetime contract. I. It's how the NCAA works. Here's a uh, from Lansing. Uh, today, state reps Phil Skeggs, a Democrat out of East Grand Rapids, and Graham Filler, a Republican out of Clinton County, along with nine other members of the Michigan House and Senate, both Democrat or Democratic and Republican, sent a letter to the Big Ten. Commissioner Tony Petiti urging the conference to ensure the University of Michigan receives a fair 
unbiased investigation into allegations of rule-breaking by members of the University of Michigan football staff and that no punishment be placed on the university until the investigation is complete. It's absolutely vital that members of the Big Ten Conference receive due process in any investigation, especially those that may have been initiated by allegations from parties with clear conflicts of interest, Skagg said. We must not punish the dedicated players, coaches, and staff of the University of Michigan football program based on incomplete evidence. We know that college football is a topic charged with emotions on all sides. What's important here is to let the facts determine the outcome of this investigation, said Filler, co-founder of the Big Ten Athletics blog, Off Tackle Empire. The NCAA investigation of the University of Michigan football program is ongoing. And the full letter is at housedems.com. Housedems.com. I'm not saying that's the only time that web address will ever be given out on the huge show, but that is housedems.com. <laughs> if you want to go uh, check that out. So there it is, Clayton. Uh, Tony yeah. Petiti. Yeah, Monday when it looked like the world was ending and the way this story has shifted, if he's going to walk out and not send a sportsmanship letter to Purdue, Rutgers, or Ohio State with that published story. There's been no published evidence, by the way, connected to Stallions or Harbaugh. Nothing. Now, there's, yeah. a lot of, there's a lot of allegations. There is the CMU thing, which Chris Ballas told us earlier, Clayton, that there's a new story coming connected to that. Uh, and, and the new game show I saw on the game show network, the advertising – who is Connor Stallions has taken off. It's going to be as big as Wheel of Fortune. So, And then we got the vacuum salesman, Connor Stallions. We have the LLC uh, owner uh, in Montana, Connor Stallions. He dropped Blake Corum's name. Corum, again, didn't sign any documents, but he, you know, I, I, I could see Connor Stallions, at least from what we've, Found out about in the last three weeks of name dropping a lot of those guys to get business connections. Took on his homeowners association, blamed a Michigan State fan for the complaints that he was running a vacuum uh, sales operation out of his house. Which, again, I know, I know me. Whenever I say to myself, you know, I could use some extra cash, I'm going to open up a vacuum sales operation. People are walking by, going, "Bill, what do you got there?" Uh, this is a Dyson 2000. <laughs> a vacuum right. up. What's he selling next? Encyclopedias door to door? His capabilities are endless, I think. I mean, he keeps uh, popping up everywhere we oh, go. Oh, the movie. I, I said it's a John U. Bacon book already with a movie script that's being written just from what's been made public so far. I mean, I'm, no watch, I, I'm watching CMU last night, and I'm thinking, and now where I look... Even I'm walking on the street, somebody go, that guy looks like Connor Stallions. It's like everywhere you go, you think Connor Stallions. That's, you know, I'm going through a drive-thru, getting a breakfast sandwich. The guy goes, that'll be nine eighty nine. I'm like, I think that's Connor Stallions. Yeah, he's, like, catch, he's like Frank Abagnale from Catch Me If You Can. Uh, it's, it's crazy. It's everywhere. Uh, we'll see. But, uh, we're waiting to yeah. see what the uh, – before I let you go, Clayton, what do you think the Big Ten's going to do? I mean, I, I don't know. I'm probably 50-50 at this point. I guess I would lean that they stick with their guns for some reason and, and issue a punishment. But 
we can tell you from speaking to people at the University of Michigan, they're very confident in their chances of uh, being granted the injunction that Jim Harbaugh will almost immediately file, it seems like, if he's suspended here indefinitely. But, again, uh, nothing would surprise me at this point. definitely seems like the tide has turned. And, again, nobody here is saying that Michigan shouldn't eventually be punished at some point. I think the argument against this right now, the argument that those lawmakers just made in that letter you read off, is that they get due process, we learn what the facts are, and then every, we'd all be the first one to say that, that Michigan would de- deserve some sort of punishment. But um, I'm going to stick with that we're going to head to a, a court case, it seems like, on, on Thursday. And I kind of wish I had a law degree to cover college football at this point. Well, you know what? Speaking of a law degree, my next guest will join us in studio, David Gregory, a lawyer by trade, NFLPA certified sports agent with Bull Rush Sports. Uh, he'll check in. Here in just a few seconds, Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com. You can follow Chris Ballas, Clayton Safey, Anthony Broom uh, for the latest connected to this story. Thanks for your opinions and the update, Clayton. Appreciate it. Have a good one. All right. Uh, from Clayton Safey, we go to David Gregory, who's in studio, one of our sports legal insiders and a partner through Bull Rush Sports Management, NFL PA certified uh, agent and you know, uh, we had you in early on this story, and, you know, you went by the bylaws and what the Big Ten commissioner could do. And since then, this story has splintered off in 93 different directions. The bylaws are still there for him to do something. The question is now with the other stories out there and sportsmanship in question, uh, you're the Big Ten. Uh, are you going to keep pushing this, or is there a stand-down uh, negotiations are still ongoing, David, uh, through everything you've read up until uh, the top of this hour. Uh, where are you at on it? Well, hey, Bill, good to see you. Um, and Connor Stallions, if you're out there, uh, I'm, I, I was a vacuum cleaner salesman out of college. It was my first job. So That's Kirby, big in the UP. Kirby vacuum cleaner. Door to door in the UP is driving 40 uh, miles. So, look, I, I think I can relate to you. I'm, I'm willing to be your agent and sell your, you know, your life story for big dollars. What if he called you after this? And now, now I would I take gotta, the call. I can now, tell you now that. Now I got to <laughs> say that you know, he's NFL PA. He got Jake Witt signed from Northern Michigan uh, with the Colts. And also, he represents Connor Stallions. It would be fascinating. The three weeks of this is, is a movie. Did you ever think anything was going to, I mean, the Mel Tucker thing's like forgotten. It's amazing. Well, and some are saying there wasn't due process with Mel Tucker, but there was a USA Today report that had the evidence of what was, what was said uh, and released by you know, Tracy, but there's that argument that, well, he didn't get due process. Well, correct, but there was a process there. There was a, there was a Title IX process. They followed it, whether you liked the result or not. Uh, you asked me what I would do. Uh, if I had a time machine and I was a Big Ten commissioner, and I said this the first time we talked about this, I, I wouldn't get into it if I were the Big Ten. Because they're not really set up for investigations on this scope and scale, number one. Uh, number two, the NCAA, literally, its charter, its job, its mission is enforcement. And, and what's at issue here really primarily is an NCAA bylaw. So, And everybody hates the NCAA, period. So they're the bad cop. Let them do their job. And stand back and let them do their job. I, I think that would have been the prudent thing to do, but they didn't do that. And instead, Tony Petiti took a conference call where they asked Jim Harbaugh to hang up and the other coaches wanted to speak freely. 
you're a leader. You go, whoa, uh, I'm not talking to you guys without all the coaches present. You want to voice any complaints, you can call me directly, but we're not doing this and, and telling Jim uh, you can't be a part of it. Yeah, that was probably a mistake, um, but of all the mistakes they've made, that was probably the least of them. Well, what do you think the biggest – well, taking him on, I think, is the first mistake because he easily could have said, all right, I hear all you coaches, I hear you ADs, the presidents who called – uh, when the NCAA investigation is complete, I will act within my power as Big Ten Commission. And they very clearly have authority to impose additional sanctions if there's a finding of an NCAA violation. That's very clear in the bylaws. And I'm not saying that Petiti doesn't have authority to act here. He does, in my opinion. I just don't think he should have. Well, and also, if you go under the sportsmanship bylaws, which state up to a two-game suspension, no appeal uh, is allowed under Big Ten rules. Well, if the story not is true, it came out yesterday with facts published from Sports Illustrated uh, implicating Purdue, Ohio State, and Rutgers. Well, <laughs> that's a violation of sportsmanship in good faith. So you didn't send out a notice to any of those schools like you did Michigan. You're, there's no threat of punishment for them. I know they're separate stories, okay? I, I get that. But to me, from a hiring a Washington, D.C. firm that Michigan reportedly has done to Harbaugh possibly lowering up at the legal side of what Tony Petiti may do tomorrow or Friday on suspending Harbaugh, that will be an interesting legal fight. Yeah, I, th- I think it will. And, and that's kind of how I came prepared today, which is uh, let's assume there's a two-game suspension. He can do that. Uh, it's very clearly within his authority. He doesn't have to go to this joint, uh, joint executive committee if there was a larger – if it was an indefinite suspension, he'd have to get some kind of sign-off from an internal Big Ten body. But let's just say it's two games. He can do that. What happens then? I think uh, U of M and, and or Harbaugh will immediately go to court. I would go to a, a local circuit judge in Washtenaw County because what Washtenaw County judge probably wouldn't rule in favor of Michigan, at least initially. Um, they would seek a temporary restraining order, which means they would get a, a, an order stopping the suspension pending a hearing. But there wouldn't be a hearing with the other side present to get the temporary restraining order. Then you would have a hearing for a preliminary injunction. And there would be two issues there. Would U of M suffer irreparable harm if this suspension takes effect? And an irreparable harm simply means, will you suffer an injury that money damages can't fix? The answer is yes. If he's suspended for a Big Ten game uh, in season, they would suffer irreparable harm, in my opinion. They, w- they would win the first, um, <clears throat> the first branch of that analysis. The second branch would be, is U of M likely to, or Harbaugh, likely to prevail on the merits down the road? That would be the issue about whether a preliminary injunction should issue. There would be a hearing on this. Both sides would be present. And I think that's where it gets interesting. Is U of M likely to prevail on the merits? That's a jump ball, in my opinion. There's, I, I thought it was a slam dunk that, that the Big Ten probably would prevail, but I... I did some research today that suggests to me there's at least a, 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 an interesting issue there. Well, you have an argument uh, that, okay, you're going to hit us for your sportsmanship rule, but you're not hitting Purdue, Ohio State, or Rutgers for it. Yeah, but that's a whataboutism. That's like, uh, yeah, clearly, 
the Big Ten now has to open some kind of sportsmanship investigation on the uh, the the uh, unholy trinity of Rutgers, Purdue, and and Ohio State. They do. They're going to have the evil triangle, as we call it on the show. <laughs> so they're going to have to open up a similar investigation. I just they don't have any choice. They don't have any choice but to investigate pretty much anything about sign stealing that comes up now, and a lot probably will come up. But let's set that aside for a minute. Uh, the question is, well, okay, the the big there's two rules at issue here. There's there's Rule Ten, the sportsmanship uh, sportsmanship rule, and. You know, the Big Ten commissioner has what they call plenary authority to act, and he can consider any evidence he wants to. And, you know, he really, if it's just a Rule 10 case, Big Ten wins. But, but there's Rule 32 of the Big Ten handbook. And Rule 32 of the Big Ten handbook says if there's an NCAA, I don't know if it's an investigation, but if it's an NCAA-initiated action, the Big Ten is essentially is, can impose additional penalties, but that's after the NCAA acts. So we've got, we've got Rule 10 about sportsmanship. Commissioner can do whatever they want. But then we got Rule 32 that says if it's an NCAA matter, the rule to me reads you're supposed to wait till after the NCAA acts. So that could come into play in this preliminary yeah. injunction. Yeah, is this, a, right? is this a Rule 10 case or is this a Rule 32 case? I think that's where it gets super interesting for Michigan uh, to potentially get a preliminary injunction. Okay, what if the Big Ten lawyers and uh, the commissioner want to slow play this and try and announce the suspension late Friday to avoid a judge being on the bench? Most courts don't do business on Friday afternoons, maybe outside of urgent trials. Uh, can you get a judge to sign it at his house? Can he show up at uh, the courthouse and sign it if it would be Saturday morning because the team is in Pennsylvania playing Penn State? How would that work if the Big Ten waited until late Friday to hand down the suspension? Yeah, you could you could run and get a judge. If you could get a judge to hear you out, uh, either by a phone or, or in Zoom chambers hour, or Zoom uh, yeah. after hours, that happens. It could happen. I will say this: If the Big Ten's going to do something, they ought to play it above board. Uh, they ought to they, they ought to announce it probably tomorrow morning, uh, because by close of business today, U of M's response is due back to the Big Ten. They should appear like they're going to at least consider whatever it is they have to say, and they should be above board. And if they're going to do something, they ought to do it tomorrow morning. Because if they do wait until late Friday, a judge could look at that like. Hold on, we got shenanigans going on here. Yeah, I just think it doesn't. Uh, it, you you would look like you're not coming to court with clean hands. It, it looks a little underhanded if you do that. If you're going to do something, announce it tomorrow morning and know that you're going to go to court anyways. And up to a two game suspension, which I've heard that Fox doesn't want Harbaugh suspended for the Ohio State game. So two games would be Penn State and Maryland. Right now, why? What if it was two games? What if it was a two-game suspension and that was it? Should U of M and Harbaugh go to court? Uh, there's two reasons to say they shouldn't. Number one would be the risk of discovery because some embarrassing stuff for everybody involved. On both sides. On both sides. Right. It's probably going to come in out of discovery, but that's a little down the road. I mean, if there's a preliminary injunction hearing, discovery is not going to happen for a while. But the other issue is, look, if it's two games and he very, the commissioner, we don't agree with what he did, but he very clearly has some authority here. There's this interesting Rule 32 issue. Let's set that aside. But what if I get the temporary restraining order, 
but then I lose on an appeal or I lose the preliminary injunction hearing. And instead of it being Penn State, Maryland, it's Maryland, Ohio State. Or uh, I lose in court and now it's Ohio State Big Ten championship game. You might be better off just to take your darn medicine unless you really think you're going to win that preliminary injunction hearing, if, unless you're just convinced you're going to win. So when you hear Michigan hires one of the toughest firms in the country out of D.C., right, or at least engaging them, I don't know yeah. if they've officially representation, we don't have yeah. that paperwork, but they've engaged them, according to reports. What's your message on that? Well, Williams and Connolly is a big D.C. law firm, but I mean, the, the law is relatively straightforward here. I don't know. Maybe it, it's not going to strike fear into the heart of a local judge. They're used to dealing with, um, you know, big law firms from all over the country. If they don't act, so not now, not immediate, not Harbaugh is going to file a lawsuit, but let's say they suspend Harbaugh for sportsmanship, but they don't do anything to Purdue, Ohio State, Rutgers, don't open up any other sportsmanship investigations. Would Harbaugh have a legal civil case on that? I, I think I think you would. I think that would weigh in favor of some kind of later lawsuit for damages against the Big Ten. Uh-huh. But that's why I'd say the Big Ten. Look, hey, you decided to get into the we're going to investigate sign stealing yeah. on the sportsmanship clause, the sportsmanship rule. We're going to get into that business. Then you got to get into that business. You got to investigate all of them now. That's why they shouldn't have done this. And by the way, this is the Big Ten tearing apart the Big Ten. Which is bad leadership. Well, the SEC would never have done this, number one. No, no, Let's face it. Well, Tony <laughs> Petiti should have grabbed the presidents or whatever that executive council, whatever the most powerful people in the Big Ten had them on that conference call and said, what do we do in the best interest of the Big Ten? Yeah, I think that's exactly right here. I'm talking behind closed doors. I, I agree. You know, he comes from Major League Baseball uh, originally. And apparently Pat Forty from SI, who, no matter what you think of SI, I think Pat Forty is a pretty good reporter. Uh, he's reporting that somebody from Michigan said that what the commissioner has said was, this is the worst scandal in the Big Ten's history outside of game fixing. Well, that's just not true. <laughs> I think this is a serious allegation against Michigan and should be taken seriously. I do. And, and it is. I do. Taken but seriously. it's not the worst scandal in the history of the Big Ten. That is an absolute joke. Uh, hello, Jerry Sandusky. Uh, or Larry Nasser, or Dr. Anderson, or yeah. 18 million other things. Mm. But, you know, the integrity of the game, I think, you know, baseball, they get, they get kind of on their high horse about Pete Rose and gambling and integrity of the game versus, you know, atrocities that happen off the field. I think it's a ba- Major League Baseball mentality. I think that's some of it. Um, and it's not a football mentality. Yeah, I, I, you're, you're a new six months on the job, whatever the official time frame is for Tony Petiti as the new Big Ten commissioner, David. And I think you had 13 coaches who are rah, rah, way to go, Tony. And you had these ADs outside of Manuel and outside of Harbaugh, rah, rah, school presidents. You had the whole conference behind you. You're the new tough guy on the block. Well, when you did this Monday and you sent out the – 48 hours notice on potential punishment. The stories that have come out since then tell you, put the brakes on this, defer to the NCAA, send out a, a note to your coaches and the ADs and presidents. This is what we're doing. There will be no punishment until uh, I can review it. The NCAA review it would be the investigation, and then I could act on you know, 32 uh, bylaw, whatever. Yeah, I, I think he got bullied into this. 
You know, and every new boss, every new president, every new governor, every new CEO, they come in and they get tested by the insiders at some point. They get tested. And this guy got rolled, in my opinion. And I'm not saying that because I think Michigan shouldn't get punished. Like Clayton Safey just said, I, if what is alleged to be true is true, I think they should incur some kind of punishment, and they will. Um, but, you know, conferences, generally speaking, don't get into this business of getting out in front of the NCAA, doing their own investigation, and issuing penalties before the NCAA. The last time anybody can really think of this happening was um, Cam Newton in the SEC, and that was, oh, you know, 10, 15 years ago. It just doesn't happen very often for a reason. I mean, the conferences really aren't set up for this. The NCAA is for all its flaws and faults. It's really the NCAA's job. And that's why Petiti could have heard those guys how, yeah, I get your emotion. I understand it, guys, when the NCAA investigation is complete. Unless you can show me right now. And this is what I would have said as commissioner. If you can deliver me proof that Harbaugh is cheating as we speak, if you can show me that this weekend he cheated against Purdue, if you can provide the competitive advantage of what you're alleging, then I will look into acting. Until then, the NCAA investigation will lead the way here. That's all you had to do as a leader. Yeah, I could have said, hey, Rule 32 says if this is an NCAA-initiated matter. And they could have played off the rule. I'm supposed to wait. We're supposed to, hey, like it, don't like it. It's our bylaws, guys. Let me say this about Rule 32. What I found, the most recent handbook I found was dated 2018-2019 academic year on uh, the Indiana University website. You know, possibly Rule 32 has been changed since then. I, I just don't know, but that's the most recent uh, version I found, and the rule's been around for a while. Interesting. The rules will be easier to find considering the story we've been following for three weeks. David Gregory, uh, he is a lawyer by trade, NFL PA certified sports agent with Bull Rush Sports Management. He's based on the west side of the state. He connects to athletes, coaches, NIL all across uh, the state of Michigan. Follow him on Twitter uh, at Bull Rush Sports. Is that correct? I think it's Bull Rush dot Sports, if I'm not mistaken. Bull Rush dot Sports. Or Bull Rush underscore sports. Underscore. Underscore. It's dot sports on Instagram. Okay, yeah. All right. well, excuse me, Mr. Dot. The, Mr. Instagram. Hey, the kids are all on Instagram. I know. So, you know. Well, just, you know what? <laughs> on Twitter, look up Bull Rush Sports. You'll see it. Well, we'll talk more. I'll get more feedback. we got to get to a, a network break. David, lawyer by trade. Uh, in studio, you have comments or questions, 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843 on the Mercantile Bank listener line. From Petoskey to Detroit, this show is huge. Earn bonus points with M-Perks at Meyer for just one more way to save this holiday season. Shop groceries, apparel, gifts, and more, and earn points on it all. And right now, earn two times the points for every dollar you spend on select Meyer brand food. Earn points every time you shop and redeem them anytime you want. Make Meyer your one-stop shop for everything you need this holiday season. And with M-Perks, you'll save even more. Exclusions apply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. Here for my friends from Coppercraft Distillery. Now they're a Michigan-based company, and they have a message for anybody 21 and up. You're going to want to get hooked up with this Honolulu Blue, a premium can cocktail, vodka, blue raspberry lemonade, 
This special limited edition canned cocktail is available at local stores, pubs, and restaurants. And when you're cheering on our favorite pro football team, TDs, tailgates, and more, make sure you grab a Honolulu Blue from Coppercraft Distillery. Imagine this. Winning big at Soaring Eagle. It's the Blaze Through Fall Jeep Giveaway. Every Saturday in November, two hourly winners, 5 to 10 p.m., take home a cool $500 cash. At 11 p.m. each night, one lucky guest wins a hot new Jeep Renegade or 15 grand. The Blaze Through Fall Jeep Giveaway. Only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. Bill Simonson here for my good friend Josh Garvey. Now, he is a managing shareholder at Bean Garter, soon to be Dorn Mayhew at the end of the year. And with the merger, there is growth and a chance for you to fill an executive or other high-level finance-related roles, either at Bean Garter here in downtown Grand Rapids or over at the Dorn Mayhew World Headquarters in Troy or at any of their offices across the country and around the world. They have a national specialized talent pool with ideal candidates for long-term placement, ongoing support for post-placement success. So if you're looking for that next chapter in your professional career, talk to Josh Garvey and the team at Bean Garter. Easiest way, you can call Bean Garter, ask for Josh Garvey, or go to their website, B-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-R.com, or look for Bean Garter, soon to be Dorn Mayhew, on Facebook and on Twitter. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Back live across Michigan Wednesday, broadcast presented in part by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. All the playoff matchups, uh, the regionals, uh, tickets, uh, MHSAA.tv link, and more. Go to MHSAA.com. Also follow the Michigan High School Athletic Association at MHSAA on Twitter, MHSAA on Facebook. David Gregory is a lawyer by trade, NFLPA certified sports agent with Bull Rush Sports, based in West Michigan, one of our legal and sports advisors. I thought that was pretty cool. And Clayton Savy said, hey, I need to get a law degree. I go, we got a lawyer in studio coming up right after you, David uh, Gregory. Um, from the perspective of anything else uh, legal here that we could see in the next 24 to 48 hours, it could uh, linger longer. Uh, you're a Big Ten lawyer. Uh, so hypothetically, take me in to Tony Petiti's office or the conference room there in Chicago at the Big Ten offices, and you're advising them on what they should do. What would be your hypothetical recommendation? 
Okay, I would say the practical advice would be, you know what, in for a dime, in for a dollar, you went down this road, you probably ought to issue something, number one. Number two, it ought to be no more than a two-game suspension, so you don't have to go to any other body or the joint group executive committee. Uh, that's number one. Number two, you better you better investigate Purdue Again, the Holy Trinity or the unholy Trinity. The of- <laughs> evil triangle, Ohio State, Rutgers, and Purdue. And then what you really ought to do then is say, I'm gonna actually we're gonna we're we're gonna we're gonna look into the entire matter of advanced scouting, across the entire signal conference. stealing, and make recommendations and uh, you know, we're gonna have a blue ribbon commission on all things signal stealing in our conference. Uh, I'd announce that too. And I'd probably say it's a one game penalty for Jim. Harbaugh. That that would be my recommendation because you, you got bullied into it, then you can't get bullied out of it. I mean, you got you gotta at some so point stand your ground. One, one game, the story is over. Uh, even with an injunction, you lose. You at least tried something, right? Ex- exactly. And you're playing. What if if you're a Big Ten lawyer advising Big Ten Commissioner yes. Tony Petiti? And then the other thing I'd say is. Look, okay, when we get into the, there's going to be a temporary restraining order. Some local judge will probably issue it, but then we'll have a hearing on the preliminary injunction. We'll get our say. And look, the whole idea is courts are not supposed to substitute their judgment for the judgment of a regulatory body. They're not supposed to say, well, if I was looking at the same set of facts, I would do something different. What they're supposed to do is defer to the judgment of the body determine whether it was the penalty like outrageous or arbitrary. Uh, but most importantly, did they follow their own rules? If they followed their own rules, you know, we really can't second guess them. And I think you just have to just pound the table that this is a rule 10 uh, sportsmanship matter. And I have plenary authority. I've acted very clearly within my authority and rule 32 is something else. We'll talk more about it. David Gregory in studio, lawyer, sports agent, certified NFL PA uh, representative, uh, Bull Rush Sports Management in West Michigan. Follow them on Twitter. You have a comment or question, join us on the Mercantile Bank listener line at 1 838 HUGE. Everything HUGE 24 7 at thehugeshow.net. Friday, December 1st at Soaring Eagle Casino. Single record of the year is Better Man. Special guest, Josh Grayson. Tickets start at $40. On sale now at the box office and etix.com. Clint Black and Josh Grayson. Friday, December 1st at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Roast Umber is a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And also the Nitro Cold Brew Coffee is a convenient and healthy option for energy with no sugar additives. Look for it at your local retailer or at RoastUmber.com. Merck Perks from Mercantile Bank is here. Merck Perks Checking has all you need to plan your busy lifestyle. Travel services for hotels, airfare and cruises, cash back rewards, and even savings on prescriptions, eyewear, and dental work. Merck Perks also includes all the traditional benefits you love, like online and mobile banking and fee-free access to almost 40,000 MoneyPass ATMs. So when you're ready for Perks, Merck is here. Learn more at MyMerckPerks.com, member FDIC. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network.
final segment on a busy hour number two. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. Next hour, Anthony Broom from the Wolverine.com, John Borden from the Wolverine.com. Our True and Blue segment presented by the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police, Sean Bride, who's the chief of the Roosevelt Park Police Department over in the Muskegon area. He'll join us. David Gregory, lawyer by trade, certified NFL PA sports agent with Bull Rush Sports based in West Michigan. Talk more about the legal side of what's happening uh, with Harbaugh. Remember, if you miss any of our huge opinions, interviews, hours, or full shows, our podcasts are free and we are everywhere. Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Podbean, and more. Just search The Huge Show where you download podcasts. Big. Bad. Huge.